Hi, I'm Carmen LeBurge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LeBurge on Faith Radio. If we're going to Good morning! It's the 9th of November, 2022. I mean, look at us. It's a whole new day. We still live in a place called the United States of America. Or maybe you live somewhere else, but those of us who do live in the United States of America are happy to report that democracy has survived another round of midterm elections. You know, we do this every two years, and increasingly, people um, use terms like apocalyptic or... Um, I don't know. I can't even remember all the words they've been using. Um, existential. Yes. Big, big, fancy, dramatic words. And, you know, here's the reality. Millions and millions, tens of millions of people went to the polls yesterday. I hope you went to the polls yesterday. I hope you voted your conscience, even if it was hard. I had a few of you who have emailed or texted in and said, wow, I looked at my sample ballot and then I, you know, I... I looked at the amendments that were proposed to my state constitution or referendums, and I looked at uh, the candidates in various races, and I had to confess and admit, yeah, in some of these, in, in some of these, I, there's not a good choice for a Christian to make. I get it. I'm celebrating the fact that we live in a place where our voice counts and our vote counts. I'm celebrating um, that even if it took a really long time, I mean, I was surprised in my relatively rural, relatively small county, uh, it took more than an hour to vote yesterday. I mean, it didn't take me an hour to vote. Oh, let me, let's be clear here. It took me like, I had, I was ready. Like I, I knew exactly, uh, how I was going to vote before I got into the little, you know, booth, but it took me an hour to get to the booth from, uh, from the door of the high school. So I'm thankful for the poll workers. I'm thankful for all of my neighbors with whom I stood in line. Uh, I met some new people. That was kind of fun. That does not surprise you. Uh, I chatted with a young man in front of me who was voting for the very first time. I chatted with a woman behind me who uh, has lived in the community for um, 70 of her 80 years. So um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful today. Do we know all of the results? Heavens no. Uh, We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first... Are growing your faith verse of the day. I think this is a really appropriate day after election verse. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. This is a really good verse for any day. If you needed a good verse of the day for any day, here's a good one. Whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it's the Lord Christ you are serving. So whatever you do, whatever you do, let me ask you right now, what are you doing? Whatever you're doing right now, do it as unto the Lord. Whatever's on the list of things you're going to do today, do it as unto the Lord. Whatever you're going to do tonight, whatever you're going to do tomorrow, whatever you're going to do every day for the rest of your life, do it as unto the Lord. Work at it. This is not like, you know, Just sit back and let life carry you along. No, work at it. Apply the 
power of your personal presence into conversations and spaces and places. And yes, work. And do it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not not for human beings. And then there's this sense, since, since you know. So let me ask you, what do you know? And how do you know that you know? This is an epistemological question. That's a big word for this early in the day. This is a question of knowing. What do you know and how do you know what you know? And then how do you acknowledge, live into the reality that you know what you know? It's one thing to know that God is and to know that Christ has died for your sins and to know that you have the opportunity to have a substantially restored relationship, not only with God, but with yourself and other people. It's another thing to acknowledge that, to actually live into it. So since you know, Paul says, so in your knowing, in the secure knowledge, acknowledge the inheritance that you have from the Lord. Go ahead and live into the reality that um, that you're blessed. All right, it's the Lord Christ that we're serving today, whatever we do. We're going to catch up um, on some election returns here in just a moment. But first, we're going to visit with our friend Daryl Crouch from Everyone's Wilson. We're going to talk about in our From uh, the Living Word of God to Living the Word of God series, um, we're going to talk about living as the people of God and people of a particular time and place and nation and authority. Yep, we're going to try to put our Christian faith into perspective on this day after another round of elections in America. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. wonderful walk-up music for our dear friend Daryl Crouch. Good morning, sir. Hey, Carmen. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's well with my soul. Um, the, the moon was so bright and shiny. Like it was, it was no trouble at all to, uh, to walk, uh, to walk to the studio this morning because it was, I was so bright. I needed no, no light whatsoever other than the one God was sending forth from the sky. And I, there, I was reveling I in that. that. I could. I what found else? Mars as well, so it was a beautiful morning. Yeah, I mean, it's a bright, beautiful morning. So, good morning, yeah. good morning. Um, so I don't know if you're aware of this, but we've been in an election season, and there was actually a day of election yesterday. Like a, you know, people went to the polls and voted. Midterms, we call them here. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it might be good for us today to focus on the supreme reign of God over all things and be sure we've got it all in right perspective as we go forth as God's people into the world that he so loves. I love that. And uh, what a privilege. I mean, that we get to speak of an election, that we had we got to participate in an election. I think the lines were long everywhere in my community as well as they were in yours. And um, I think we, we, live in, we live in a very, um, well, just a unique time and an amazing nation that we get to do this. And in peace and uh, with a, a lot of, you know, um, rule of law. And uh, obviously there's always room for improvement, but just generally speaking, uh, we're a blessed people to be able to do what we've done. And we're a constitutional republic. We're, we're a self-governed people, and uh, which is exceptional and unique in uh, the history of, of civilization. And so, uh, yeah, it was a great day. It was an important day. 
lots of implications around the country, but uh, really important for uh, God's people to give thanks um, and to remember um, what he's done for us and uh, to trust him. So talk with us um, maybe about the reign and the sovereignty of God over over it all, um, where God is right now in the midst of all of this, and um, and and maybe where nation states are in relationship to that. Yeah, well, uh, f- first of all, I think it's important that we always know that the Lord reigns on high. He does reign over the nations, and uh, Psalm forty six, and 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 uh, we we know that that um, you know that He is uh, over all. That is, and that he is in all. Excuse me, for Psalm forty-seven, eight. I know I got that wrong, but that uh, he does reign over the nations, and um, I think it's also important that as he reigns over the nations, he also is near to us. Hmm. And so, this transcendence of the Lord, but this um, presence of the Lord, and this uh, the, the the is really important for us today, because some of us. Um, feel that he may be uh, reigning overall, but that in that reign, he is aloof and not active and not involved in the everyday um, work of government in this case, as we have this conversation. And, and that is not true. He is sovereign over the nations. He um, uh, raises up and puts down rulers and uh, we can trust him. Um, I was uh, somebody mentioned Jerry Bridges to me yesterday. His book "Trusting God" was was just foundational for me uh, years ago. And uh, at the end of the day, we can trust God, and uh, we can trust Him with our rulers, and we can trust Him over nations, and we can trust Him over our county governments and our city governments, our state governments. These local elections that are so important, and so He is not only transcendent, but He is ever present. He is near and he is intimately involved in all of the in workings of our of our uh, of our lives personally, but certainly of our government and um, the decisions that take place in the state houses and the Congress, um, the, um, the 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 meeting rooms, the halls. Uh, he is intimately involved in all the things that uh, it takes to build a great nation. I'm thinking of um of other passages of scripture, in addition to that, Psalm 47, 8, um, which reads, God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. Psalm 146, 10, the Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Um, Exodus fifteen eighteen, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Um, Psalm 93, 1, the Lord reigns. He is clothed in majesty. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It shall not be moved. There's a um, there's a concreteness. There's a I mean, I like the word established. There's a immovable, unshakable foundation, and it's not the earth itself. It is the reign of the Lord God over the earth. Um, and I just there's something about that that is so satisfying in a day when there's so much discussion about you know, well, the world coming to an end. Yeah, well, and and that's it. I think uh, you, you you say that really well. All of those passages that you quoted uh, provoke our worship, not our worry. Uh, there, mm. there is this sense of transcendence and majesty and worship and and acclaim that we give to Him who sits on the throne Most High, 
And it is a, it is all of those passages remind us to, to elevate our hearts in worship, uh, not in, you know, it, it really pushes back against the anxiety and the worry and the consternation and all the things that, um, that seem to sell, you know, um, sell, sell ads in, um, on the news channels, uh, the, 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 um, uh, the word of the Lord reminds us that um, that He is sovereign over all, and He is worthy then of our worship and our confidence and our joy. That today, as we started this conversation, um, the it's a beautiful day, and uh, uh, because the Lord our God reigns. Amen. Hey, we're going to continue our conversation with Daryl Crouch here in just a moment. Just revel, just revel for this minute in the reality that the Lord reigns and he shall reign forever and ever. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Thanks so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Hey, I'm Susie Larson. Hey, if you enjoy what you're listening to here, would you consider subscribing to other great Faith Radio podcasts like mine? Search Susie Larson Live at MyFaithRadio.com. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, hit subscribe and have a great day. Continuing our conversation with Daryl Crouch, you can find him at everyoneswilson.org. Um, Daryl, let's pivot from, you know, these verses of scripture that provoke worship, not worry, like understanding that it is God who reigns on high he's established his throne he's going to he's going to execute judgment for all people um in all times in all spaces and we as people are then subject not only to god but to the way god has um organized life upon the earth and so can we talk a little bit about how we appropriately respond as people of faith even in the days when maybe our candidate or candidates didn't win, or maybe our referendum didn't pass. Hmm. Sure, and that's a, a reality for us every single day. Uh, we always have candidates that are um, that fall short. That's the only ones we get to choose from are those that have fallen short of the glory of God. So whether it's our candidate or not, I find that sometimes even our candidate. Uh, when when he or she wins, uh, ends up letting us down in some way or disappointing us or not measuring up to our expectations. Uh, Titus chapter 3, beginning verse 1, says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. So there's um, that's quite a mouthful. And um, especially on a day like today that's just after an election and we're trying to navigate our way and um, uh, rule our hearts, you know, uh, based on how, how the results came came out. But I think it's important that um, Paul began by saying, listen, remind uh, the people, remind because they're going to forget. We're going to forget that that we live, we all live under authority. We live under the Lord's authority, and He has established authorities uh, and government. He's established authorities in the home with uh, parents. We all answer to someone, and we all are responsible to serve someone. We we are um, a self-governed people, and we uh, we we have the privilege, as I mentioned earlier, to elect our officials. And so, uh, in in trusting God and in submitting to our 
authorities, we're also um, uh, learning how to live in community together. We're learning how to love our neighbors because they voted as well. And so it's the the voice of the people collectively that has established our rulers. And so there's a community aspect. And I think that's um, really interesting that that then the, the next few phrases would be about how we go about relating to one another and how we go about speaking and treating, uh, uh, speaking to and treating our neighbors um, with gentleness and respect and being peaceable and so on. And so I think what elections do, they reveal uh, what's in our heart already. And um, we have an opportunity to uh, walk in the spirit and allow the spirit of the living God to bear fruit through us. Um, I'd say this one, one other observation, sometimes when it comes to politics or other things that we're very passionate about, we tend to feel some liberty because of our passion or because of our sense of rightness to put aside um, these um, uh, these fruit of the spirit that uh, Paul speaks of, of, uh, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, all, all of those things in this list that is mentioned in Titus 3. We tend to put those things aside and justify our um, animosity and contentious spirit because uh, we we believe our our cause is worth it. But the truth of the matter is that we can we can be courageous uh, and we can be gracious, and I think that's our calling today. That's so good. Um, as you're as you're encouraging us encouraging us with that Titus three one to two and that remind 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 remind. Um, you have me thinking now about what it means to not only be reminded but to be the person who maybe is the reminder. Um, mm-hmm. And some verses that come to mind there um, would be, you know, I need to be a person for whom every thought is captive to Christ. Second Corinthians ten five. I need to be a person who is no longer conformed to the world, but who has been transformed by the renewal of my mind so that I am able to test and discern what the will of God is, that I can be a reminder to others. I need to develop the mind of Christ on the matters of the day. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.16. I mean, who understands the mind of the Lord? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have the mind of Christ, Paul says. Um yeah. And so I think that, um, or I guess Philippians 2.5 as well, like, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Like, there's an invitation in Scripture to have the mind of Christ in order that we might be people in the culture who can be reminders. Like, right, when, you know, in Titus, when it says remind the people, who stands in a position to do that if we are not people who have developed the mind of Christ, um, you know, where we are allowing Christ to take every thought captive, where we are cooperating with the Holy Spirit within us, where we are actively seeking to have our minds be renewed by investing ourselves in the scriptures. Like, right. So I just, um, we can't be in a position to remind one another if our minds are not renewed. And so that would be my encouragement on that reminder text as well. That's awesome. That's so good. And, and you know, Jesus left us here as, and to, to make disciples and the, and, and in, in in a very real sense, uh, we um, uh, Christ in us is the hope of glory. And as you mentioned, Philippians two, he says to have this mind in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we are these uh, image bearers, but we're also these. This our lives are a gospel witness. So we're a we're a model. We are the 
incarnational presence of Christ uh, in our communities. And uh, for us to put on um, the mind of Christ, for us to uh, take on that as a responsibility, to model that for other people, to show people what it looks like to um, to win and lose, whatever that all means, but to win and lose well, uh, to to love one another well through these seasons and cycles of you know the election cycles and all the implications when when the Supreme Court decisions come down in the summer how, how do we how do we respond to those very important decisions whether we're we, we feel justified or, or we you know like we're we're on the winning side or we're on the losing side how is it that our response to the news of the day and to the decisions of those authority governing us um, do we communicate that we are trusting God uh, do we communicate that we believe him? Uh, we don't only we not only believe in him, but we believe him. And uh, are we showing the world that he is worthy of our of our trust and um, as we follow him? So uh, absolutely, that idea of reminding uh, comes through um, again the way we speak, but also the way we model um, an in, the incarnate kind of an incarnational uh, ministry in our communities. I love that. Thank you so much as always for joining us. Um, We'll be praying for you guys at, at, at Everyone's Wilson. Uh, it occurs to me that the, the times in which we live are a challenging time. Um, and just want to encourage everybody listening to be supporting um, ministries in your own local community that are seeking to get people fed and set people free and keep kids safe and um, support education so that you know, kids are ready to succeed. Um, that's, uh, that's the mission and the priorities of Everyone's Wilson. So, Seek out um, opportunities in your own community to go and do likewise. Daryl, as always, thank you so much. It's a privilege. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. There was uh, no particular wave yesterday in the midterm elections. A few things did happen of note. Voters in, uh, these are going to be all ballot initiatives because in reality, everything else is pretty split and too close to call. So uh, in terms of the actual numbers shaken out in the House and Senate. So um, here's what we do know. A few um, ballot measures that we had been talking about and praying over. Voters in Vermont, Michigan, and California have affirmed amendments to those state constitutions enshrining abortion as a fundamental right. The Vermont language is um, is is probably uh, the most troubling to me. Um, Vermont has added language to the state constitution that, quote, all individuals have the right to personal reproductive autonomy. That autonomy word, um, yeah, that doesn't just, yeah, that's not just about abortion. There's a lot more going on there in um, in that Vermont language. Montana voters uh, narrowly approved a referendum. I just want you to think about this for a minute, for a moment. N- Montana voters narrowly, narrowly approved a referendum establishing that infants born alive at any stage of development are legal persons. 
and uh, require medical care to be provided for any infant born alive after an attempted abortion, induced labor, or other method. Noncompliance is now criminal. Um, Just think about that for a moment. That narrowly passed in Montana. Would it pass in your state? Would born alive legislation protecting the life of a person, born alive, would that pass in your state? It narrowly passed in Montana. Oregon is adding language to its state constitution stating that um, every resident has a, quote, fundamental right to affordable health care. Those words are not defined. The word affordable is not defined. The word healthcare is not defined. So that um, that constitutional amendment is definitely uh, going to find itself in front of the courts on a regular basis. I think in Oregon, um, and the legalization of marijuana. Excuse me. The legalization of marijuana. It's a lot of um, uh, syllables this early in the morning. Uh, was on the ballot in several states. Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota voted no. Maryland and Missouri voted yes. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on out there across the country uh, in relationship to our values and voting our values and finding out where our neighbors stand on such things. And, you know, we're always living in changing times and the shifting sands of the times in which we live do affect us, but we stand on a firm foundation under a sovereign God. We're going to talk with Mark Terman from the Denison Forum, get his reflections on sort of where we are um, in terms of the politics of the day. And um, also, um, I'm going to ask him to share with us uh, some um, some conversations they've been having about Joanna Gaines. You you know Joanna Gaines, um, Magnolia, um, is the oh, what's the the house flipping show? All right, you can remind me on the text line, um, and we'll we'll get back to this conversation in just a moment. Mark Terman up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Mark Sherman is joining us again from the Denison Forum. You can check out what we're going to be talking about at denisonforum.org. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Carmen. Great to be back with you and to connect today. Yeah, likewise. So, um, I don't know, any uh, any thoughts on this um, post-midterm morning? Well, my uh, initial thought, kind of thinking and praying through where we kind of thought we would be when I went to bed last night, which is we don't really know where we are yet. Um, is maybe we're as a country in some ways just getting tired of politics um, because of how endlessly frustrating it is at times. And so, you know, it seems like, you know, a few things have changed. A few things will be different, but um, nothing dramatically different. We'll have a lot of people trying to uh, claim bigger victories perhaps than what they they achieved or lesser losses. Um but I wonder if it's just indicative of, okay, well, we're all paying attention, but we also are realizing that politics and government has its place, but it's not going to be the, the salvation that so many of us sometimes think it is. Amen. Amen. I think that's a, um, I think that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful assessment this morning. For those of you who... Um, you know, went to bed last night, actually not concerned about the elections and got up this morning not concerned about the elections because, you know, you're saying to yourself, 
whatever happens, happens. I cast my vote. I'm going to continue on doing the things that I know I am um, called to do uh, and live as a Christian in the midst of whatever form of government and whoever is in those uh, those various seats and offices. I'm going to continue, you know, functioning the same way day in and day out. Um, God bless you, and thank you for um, thank you for doing what you do in the spirit of Christ each and every day, and doing everything is under the Lord. So let's continue to encourage one another um, in that. Uh, yes, for those of you looking for the headlines, uh, it does look like um, Republicans will likely take control of the House, but it will be a slim majority, maybe something like 13 seats when all is said and done, razor thin um, margin. For, uh, for a party that's as internally divided as the GOP. Um, it's really too close to call, uh, and it's certainly too close to prejudge the final outcome in terms of the Senate. But, you know, it's pretty much going to be 50-50. It might be 51-49. I don't know. So there we go. <laughs> what, we, what we know is that we're just waiting, and we're, we are going to be waiting at least days. We might be waiting weeks. And so let's... Um, Let's just continue to go about our lives, whatever we do, um, as unto the Lord. And let's do it as people who are demonstrating uh, our faith in the world in ways that honor Jesus. Mark, I was um, very intrigued by uh, by this piece at Denison Forum. It was in a recent daily article um, about Joanna Gaines. And yes, thank you for all of you who texted in and reminded me that the name of the show is Fixer Upper. Um, t- talk with us about... Um, about Joanna Gaines and the observations made here. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Just Chip and Joanna Gaines are like the new face of Texas everywhere. Um, from what we can tell, it uh, it used to be you know President George Bush. It used to be Nolan Ryan in the baseball world. Some might argue it's still the Houston Astros um, at least right now. But in in reality, it's all things Waco and all things uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines because of their house show and. Uh, just because of how people are drawn to their personalities as uh, winsome people. Um, but uh, Dr. Dennison wrote an article a few days ago about uh, Joanna Gaines and her memoir that is uh, about to be released or just now has been released, where she talks about some of her uh, struggle with depression and that she found her life full, but at the same time empty in some ways, um, she had so much to be thankful for with a uh, healthy marriage and great kids and a wonderful uh, adventure of business and uh, all that we see on television. But at the same time, there was something not right in that and that uh, it led her to a place of depression, which is almost crazy to to talk about, but is real and is something that many people uh, around the world are experiencing no matter what their external circumstances might look like. You can be at the top of the world, as many people would think Joanna Gaines is and was, or in some other place and still be struggling with a sense of not being connected deeply in your soul to the things that matter most. And obviously your relationship with Christ being first and foremost at the center of that. Yeah, so um, now people are intrigued and they are interested in knowing more about um, uh, about Joanna Gaines' new book. It's the stories we tell. Every piece of your story matters. Um, she's super vulnerable um, in this particular book, and I think that for folks who 
are evangelical Christians and know the reality of um, shadows, valleys, uh, dark nights, fatigue, despair, depression, asking like very real questions like when my life is really like on the surface so good, so very, very good, and God is so great and so good, why do I feel um, as if none of those things are true? Um, and she addresses all of that, and I, I appreciate the authenticity, the vulnerability, um, and then Dr. Dennison's reflections on, you know, how true this experience is for people of faith demonstrated throughout Scripture. Um, so if you guys want to read the whole, um, the whole daily article on this, denisonforum.org, um, that's the one that you're looking for. Uh, I loved, I loved the uh, intro reference to Psalm 37.7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Mark, I feel like um, there's not a lot of opportunity uh, to find times to be still and to honor God in stillness when there's so much work to do. Like, right? There's so much work to do. There's always something good we could be doing. Can you give us a little bit of permission today to be still before the Lord? Yeah, we, you know, people have heard it before, right? We love being human doings more than human beings. And uh, I just keep coming back to something that the Lord kind of put in front of me a few months ago, which is uh, Jesus's prayer in John 17, three, right before he's arrested and does the most important thing. He says, this is eternal life that you know the father and you know me as his son, that it really just comes down to that, that it's it's not about what we accomplish or achieve for God or, or for others. It is about developing this relationship with God. And yes, there is activity involved in that. Um, and there's also um, there's also some downtime. We, we seem to want to, and I know I do, have a commitment to, I want to avoid sadness and um, and confrontation with my sin. I want to avoid every form of lament that I can. And we kind of define a good life that way. I, I didn't have any sadness. I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have anything that I was upset about. I didn't lament anything when that's a part of the rhythm of life. And it's a part of, of where we are in between, as somebody has said, we live between good Friday and Easter Sunday while we're waiting on Jesus to come back. Uh, And so it just, I think it really calls us to find with God and through the Spirit rhythms all through the day and all through the week where we're just refocusing ourselves on Him. One of the things I'm trying to do these days is, is just read three or four, maybe five Psalms at different points through the day. I actually put some calendar reminders to just say, you know what? God was running the world before I got here, and if He chooses, He'll be running it a long time after I'm not here. He's plenty capable and that's what that verse in Psalm 37 is about. He is really overseeing everything. And as the book of Ephesians says in chapter one, he's pulling all things together in his timetable. And we can rest, we can rejoice, and we can relax in that. And we need to remind ourselves of that in the very busy world that we're in. So helpful. Such a great encouragement. Um, hey, if you're listening right now, like you have permission you got you have permission to be still before the Lord. You don't have to have an an answer for everything that everyone in the culture is asking. Um, we certainly want to be people who are prepared to um, speak the truth, um, who we know, and his per, his name is Jesus, right? We want to be 
what's described um, by Peter as having a ready defense for the hope that's within us. But sometimes you got to nestle into that hope for a little while and uh, and said, that's okay. Like, it's okay. You have permission to be still before the Lord today. Um, And I encourage you to find spaces and places to do that. Um, Again, we're talking with uh, Dr. Mark Terman from the Denison Forum. You can find what we're talking about today at denisonforum.org. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. He's just a bit of a fixer-upper. He's got a couple of bugs. His isolation is confirmation of his desperation for Because Paul Perot knows every song in the lexicon of music, he found a fixer-upper song from Frozen. There you go. Mark Terman is here from the Denison Forum. Uh, you can find what we're talking about at denisonforum.org. Um, Mark, you recently um, posted a podcast, uh, and it includes some things you, you guys have learned from Mark Sayers about living sort of in between eras and um, how to have a non-anxious presence in the most anxious of ages. Can you, can you just share with us some of the things that you learned? Yeah, it was a fascinating conversation with Mark. Uh, he lives in Australia, pastors a church there. This is, uh, I believe, his eighth book and uh, really is in a theme that I have bumped into in a lot of ways and refers back to what we were talking about with Joanna Gaines, which, oh, by the way, I get to have lunch at Magnolia on Sunday. Okay, and just <gasps> so everybody knows that. Um, that's but- That's fun. Yeah, so you know, I live close enough that uh, I can go down there and and, uh, and and have that experience on a regular basis. So yeah, I'll be back through there some this weekend. But um, you know, the world uh, just seems to be anxious altogether. And uh, part of what prompted Mark Sayers to write this book was just the observations he was having uh, in and in the aftermath of COVID and how that was affecting not only his part of the world uh, down under, but how because of his relationships and opportunities to intersect with people in other parts of the world, Singapore, in the United States, and uh, in other parts of Europe, that he was seeing the same kind of of theme, which is people just being really anxious and often, often triggering depression uh, through that anxiety. We've talked a lot in recent days with a uh, uh, a guy in California named uh, Curtis Chang. He has another work coming out in the spring on this same topic. That anxiety is just really rampant all over our world uh, because of the trauma of things like COVID. But not only limited to that, but but technology may not always be serving us well. That uh, we may be through our technology creating more of a contagion uh, because of how aware we are or can be of everything going on in the world. And so one of the things that seems to be coming out of this is, is that we need to think through what is a healthy diet of 
uh, of awareness of news intake and how is that uh, being worked out in our lives in relationship to our time with the Lord, like we were talking about, our time being still before him, praying with him, listening to the word of God and being together as the family of God when we come to worship? You know, what would we would we not be surprised that at a time when many, many people have checked out of church and church attendance is at an all time low, we're also at an all time high of anxiety because we're not focusing back on who Christ is and who is really in charge. Yeah, we led off today with a conversation about um, worship over worry. And I think that this resonates um, with that as well. Like, um, spend time in the Word of God, um, saturating your life in verses that provoke worship, not worry. And the reality is that all of Scripture ultimately provokes worship, not worry. Um, but there are some places, like the Psalms, I think, that we can go to um, and we can revel in the reality, as you have mentioned, that you know God is sovereign. Um, he's been around forever and ever. He's the you know the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Living One, the first and the last. All things hold together in Him. Um, it, I just think that there are. There are passages, I guess I'm even thinking about the prologue to the Gospel of John. Like, I could spend a lot of time reveling in the reality of the Word that is. I, I just, I, I could. And so I think the invitation to um, to recognize just how widespread the sense of uh of anxiety is right now. I mean, how widespread the fear is in our culture. I also think that one of the things that I appreciated that you guys talked about in this podcast with Mark Sayers um, is that people, when they experience a lot of abundance and they think that they have achieved that abundance on their own, that leads to trusting God less. Um, There's this widespread sense of like, false security in the culture. And I think that, you know, in the coming days, if it hasn't already begun to happen, that is being radically torn down um, as we approach probably the darkest economic season any of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. Well, it may very well be that way. You know, and I I remember uh, somebody who said years ago that I I have never forgotten, uh, the saying kind of goes like this, "The, the poor are happier than the rich because the poor still believe that money can buy happiness and the rich know better. They've discovered, uh, if you're prosperous, that you chased after all of these things only to find out that you leaned your ladder against the wrong wall and you climbed up to mm-hmm. the top and you, you found out that all that glitters is not gold. And, it, and, and even if it is gold, it doesn't satisfy. Uh, it doesn't bring you to the place of real joy and purpose and satisfaction, hope and meaning. And that's only found in Christ. It's only found in relationship with God and then in healthy, loving relationships with others that are built on our relationship with God. And that's what's so beautiful about Christianity. That's what's so beautiful about Christ is that he brings that purpose to us. And he's the only one that can do that. You know, I was uh, in church on Sunday. That's Like I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a church guy. Uh, it's not just about your own personal private time with God. That's foundational, but you need to be in the community of faith with people as well, uh, joining together and learning that, you know what, you're not losing your mind. All of us have struggles and all of us struggle with anxiety and sometimes with 
things like depression, but God will walk with us and is walking with us. And one of the ways that God shows himself is through the other believers around us who will pray for us, walk with us, listen to us, and we can do the same for them. And that, I mean, that happened when I was in church on Sunday, singing one of the most favorite hymns that I love, Be Thou My Vision, um, and, and just reminding that God is the best thought that I have any time I have that thought. He's always the best thought. Mm, I love that. Um, invite God to be your vision today. Spend time with him in his word. Allow him to tend tenderly to the things that make you anxious or confused. Um, I mean, let's be a people who um, have a non-anxious presence because we are possessed of the spirit of the living God in the midst of a world that is very, very anxious today. Uh, Mark, as always, thank you so much for being with us. You guys can find Mark Terman at the Denison Forum, and you can find um, you can find the links to the conversations we had today in today's show notes but you can also find them directly at denisonforum.org. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. Thou my best thought, by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence my light, be thou my wisdom and thou my true word, I ever with thee and thou with me, Lord, thou my great father and I thy true child, thou in me dwelling and I with thee one, riches I heed not, nor vain empty praise, thou mine inheritance now and always, thou and thou only first in my heart, high king of heaven, my treasure thou art. Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. Wow, there might not be a better song um, to have on our lips today or in our hearts as we consider the times in which we live and where we are in relationship to the sovereignty of God and his lordship over all things. Be thou my vision. I mean, it's it's so beautifully reflective of the verse we started with, our growing your faith verse of the day from Colossians chapter 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as unto the Lord. Um, you know that you're going to receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward. we got another hour up next. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.